The Koi Gig Pod. There's no way Arsenal would let her go. It's all kind of mind games going on, which is a lot of fun. Picked up more attention than any other actual transfer. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We're going to talk about Liverpool and I'm delighted to say Gareth Roberts is with us to uh, try and parse through the crisis because it's a full-blown crisis at this stage. Gareth, we, we've talked before about this. Good morning to you. I'm sorry for your troubles again. Um, we, we've talked before about like, oh, it's a problem with the midfield. Uh, it's a Sadio Mane thing. It's a hangover from last season at a psychological level, at a fitness level. It, it's all of these things, obviously, but is there something else that we don't fully understand happening here? Is something else going on? It's hard to say, isn't it? I mean, it really feels like whatever theory you put forward about Liverpool at the moment, it's right. Um, you can make a case for the defence being awful, the attack being awful, the midfield being awful. You can make a case for uh, the owners' lack of investment in the first team in in, in recent windows. Um, you can make a case for the wrong buys being made even as well. Um, so, you know, there is an awful lot of talk about the owners and investment, but equally, you know, was Cody Gakpo the right person to buy at this time when Liverpool are struggling in the way that they are in midfield in particular? You know, what did he really add at this time? So there are, there are an awful lot of questions. And and to me, what's worrying is, is how much you can see it getting to the manager. Now, I'm not for a second trying to pile any pressure on Jürgen Klopp. There's enough on him already. Um, what's worrying for me is that it, it's getting to him a little bit. Um, you know, you saw after the game at the weekend, of course, in the press conference, it's been well covered um, that he he turned on a journalist, James Pierce, and, and that seems to be mistaken identity because there was no real reason to turn on James. But the very fact that he did that, you know, you could see the emotions boiling over in him. You could see it during the game as well, you know, when, when the camera goes to the bench and things like that. You know, he's shaking his head, his head's in his hands. He's not he's not the usual Jürgen Klopp. So he looks like someone who, you know, he's looking at everything in, in exactly how we are in this conversation and saying literally everything is going wrong at this time. I think um, some of the earlier performances in the season, you know, some and, and certainly sometimes against certain opposition, okay, you can say, yeah, I can kind of see it. But, you know, going away to Wolves, losing in that fashion, particularly when you consider where Wolves are, what they've been doing, how how much they've struggled to score goals. I, I think when things were happening against Brighton, at least you had it in your mind that, well, well Brighton are on the up, Brighton are a good side. Um, but when it's against a relegation struggler, then 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 it really is time to worry. And it, it's hard to see any sort of, you know, light at the end of the tunnel at the moment, to be honest. I mean... You know, we'll 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 go to Anfield on Monday. Of course, it's it's Everton on Monday, but you know, there's a bit of trepidation there. There's got to be when you see Everton get the result that they do against Arsenal. Um, they've got the new manager. They've got the new manager bounce. It, it is Sean Dyche, and you know what Everton are going to do. They're going to be physical. They're going to play the ball long. They're going to put balls into the box. They're going to try and cause problems that way. You know, there's nothing there where you where you think for certain. Well, at least we'll get this from Liverpool. Because at the moment, there's not a lot of high points about Liverpool. You know, probably one of the, the few is that an 18-year-old lad in by Chetich is is playing well in midfield. But, you know, when you look at the stars who aren't playing well, you know, even that is almost like a, a backhanded compliment. So to say, what is it? You know, I could probably sit here for half an hour and, and list the problems at Liverpool at the moment. But 
they've got to get themselves out of this collective funk. It's up to those players. And, you know, there's an awful lot of focus on Jurgen Klopp. And I've added to that, I suppose, with what I've said. But this, it's reaching a point now where this is on the players. The players have got to sort themselves out to an extent. Because, you know, whatever the setup was, whatever the tactics were, the way they start against Wolves is awful. You know, it's basic mistakes. It's not closing down. It's not looking confident. It's not completing, you know, basic passes that, you know, you would expect someone at a decent level of football to complete, never mind a side that was getting 90-odd points last season and and nearly won the lot. So, yeah, there's there's psychological, there's form, there's fitness, there's injuries, um, there's the all the off the field stuff, which doesn't sound great as well. You've got you've got people leaving. We're not sure he's replacing them. There's the whole uncertainty about the ownership as well. But in the meantime, you know the players have got to do the job. There, there are matches to be played, matches to be won, and and they know themselves that tenth place in the Premier League isn't acceptable for Liverpool. And there's a lot of people's you know Liverpool careers on the line here, and you'd expect to see a little bit more from them, to be honest. You know, there's a lot of contracts up. There's a lot of players who, you know, probably be looking at renewals and things like that as well. And at the moment, there's a, and, and we're seeing all the pieces in the media, of course we are. You know, we're seeing pieces about could Liverpool have a huge clear-out? Well, yeah. You know, quite frankly, they could because based on the evidence of this season, there's not a lot of them, you know, that deserve a lot of praise on, on the performances they put in so far. Can I just, not to labour the point too much, but just to go back to the, the press conference incident. Uh, so apparently it is a case of mistaken identity. What was the, mm. the piece that he was annoyed about? What, it seems to have been to do with um, the power struggle behind the scenes over transfers. Is that is that the thing that has, has pissed him off? Is that generally agreed or believed to have been allegedly the thing that pissed him off? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, you know, there's that aspect and that, and it's just that, you know, there's a piece, isn't there, um, where it was just sort of detailing that, you know, all isn't well behind the scenes as well and that certain individuals on the staff are annoying other individuals on the staff and people believe he's got more power than he has and all this kind of stuff. I think that was the piece um, that right. was being, that allegedly uh, being referenced. I mean, that, it, it, there's a piece um, from Henry Winter on Liverpool in the Times today and he he's talked about... Um, it being mistaken identity and, and, and referencing a piece which appears to be a piece that um, appeared on Sky Sports. Um, so, I mean, on the one hand, you would say you would expect a manager to defend his staff. On the other, um, I'm, I'm just not sure that was the right time to, well, to raise an issue with a journalist, yeah, to be honest. I mean, if- it, 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 it overtook you know, everything else about, you know, it's the story, isn't it? It's what you're wanting to talk to me about now. Well, it's what all the fans have been talking about. You know, as soon as that happened, everyone's exchanging WhatsApp messages saying, what's that about? What's James Pearce done? And everyone's trawling through everything James Pearce has written for The Athletic. It's the best nothing there. career move that's ever happened for him, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that if you want to defend the staff, then you defend the staff. You don't say, I'm not going to talk to you because, you know, like there's a way of doing that that would have yeah. been a rallying cry and and powerful it's it's a it's a high wire act but there's no high wire act in like refusing to answer questions from somebody because you're annoyed by them and i think mm. that that just circles back to the point you made where it just did appear like it had annoyed him to the level where he'd lost control now famously he's, he's been pissed off at roy Keane before and post matches he's like ah you know but that's generally after a victory or a mad refereeing decision or something but this was calculated to the point where yeah. it didn't look like it was a good strategic move and sure, look 
who knows what else and I, I also feel like the power vacuum when the owners have said that this club is for sale and they're looking for ownership that has allowed you know I'm sure that is just mildly distracting for Klopp and the, the change in transfer um, power structure however that has ended up working um, and the results have not been the spectacular success that they were for so long then all of a sudden it's death by a thousand cuts yeah, and that, and that is how it looks. You know, everyone's looking at Brighton at the moment, aren't they? And saying, you know, how how brilliantly run Brighton is, how well they've done in terms of getting players in that. You know, and all of a sudden those players' values are going through the roof, and everyone else wants to buy them. You know, this is sort of the type of stuff that Liverpool would do. And Liverpool with a well-run club, Liverpool with a club where you know a team like they had some kind of secret around transfers. Obviously, Michael Edwards has left. Um, Julian Ward then meant to be set stepping into the vacuum. You know, it did come as a shock to me and, and probably everyone else who supports Liverpool that he's then going and there are other people behind the scenes going. We don't know who the next sporting director is going to be. There's the vacuum in terms of power as well, like you say, in terms of the owners. Mike Gordon has obviously stepped away from the running of the club to concentrate on the selling of the club. And it just it just does seem that it's a it, it's an absolute mess at, at at the moment from top to bottom, and you're seeing that in results. But like I say, I mean, for all the noise that there is around those various things, it's got to come back to the players at some point. And we're just seeing performances from the collective now, where it, it's unrecognisable. It, you know, players that you would expect to run through walls for Liverpool aren't at times, and you know some of the. You know, a player that I admire and love and like watching because, you know, look, I think as a football fan, the basics are always some of the stuff that John Dice mentioned, funnily enough. You expect your players to run through your walls. You expect your players to put effort in and you expect your players to do the basics. And then you expect the quality to shine from there on in and for them to show why they're playing in the Premier League. Now, for me, you're seeing someone like Andy Robertson, who's been brilliant for Liverpool, loved the player not closing down and things like that. And you're like, well, where's that Where's that mentality coming from? Why is that happening? Why is he switching off for those split seconds? What is that? Is he, is he just drained? Is he just mentally and physically drained? You know, it got referenced in the same press conference, you know, is this a hangover from last season? And Jürgen said himself that he's almost tired of that excuse. And I think most of us are, but it does seem to have taken something out of them. You know, the number of games, I guess, when you're at this stage of the season doesn't really, you know, wash too much, particularly as Jürgen said, we had a week, you know, to prepare for Wolves and that was the performance we put in. But I just wonder whether there's something mentally, I'm no expert on that, but I just think, you know, is there something in coming so close to being regarded as almost the best ever? Like if, we, if Liverpool had done the clean sweep last season, you know, imagine how much all of those players would be lauded. And then to come so close and then end up so far from that, you know, has that has has faith been lost there? Is there something mentally wrong with them as a collective there? I don't know. I think as well, you know, there's lots of talk about transfers every single day. There's a lot of people that are absolutely obsessed by transfers, seemingly live for football transfers and, and don't consider any other aspect of it. But you've got to say that Liverpool have spent money on two fellas who play up front who aren't doing enough at the moment. You know, Cozy Gakpo, for me, has just looked neat and tidy at times. You know, you saw a little bit from him, um, I thought, in one of the Brighton games, where it looked like he was linking a little bit more with players and things like that. But overall, 
you know, he's not looked a big threat or anything. He's not come in and, ma- and made an impact. You know, Nunes, I, I like Nunes. I, the, the, he's got something about him. And look, he scored 10 goals for Liverpool this season and is the, is the second top goal scorer. But equally, we know that, you know, he's not taking chances, that he can look a little bit awkward at times. By his own admission, he's been surprised by the levels of the Premier League and the physicality of the Premier League and all the rest of it. So these players haven't come in and sort of hit the ground running to the extent it was needed. And then you throw in, you know, someone like Mo Salah, who, you know, everyone was scrambling for that contract that they wanted them to get. Everyone said it, it's imperative that Liverpool keep him, that Liverpool make him the highest paid Liverpool player ever. And then he's fell off a cliff. Um, and, and, you know, there was a lot of talk, wasn't there, earlier in the season where people were saying, well, is that a tactical thing? Is he looking a bit more isolated? Is he looking as though he's being told to stay out on the wing more than come into the box? There's a lot of talk about that. But he's not even having a shot on target in games now. And he's missing chances and he doesn't look confident. I think it's four games without a shot on target, which is sort of unheard from, from, from Mo Salah. And yet he still scored, I think it's 17 goals all comps this season. So, you know, there are a lot of things where you're just thinking, it, it, you know, the, the old cliche, the hope in your heart thing. I think a lot of us are going to the game on Monday against Everton and it's just hope not expectation. You're like, well, where where is this big turnaround going to come from? And, you know, and some of the stuff, the conversations even, you're like, you know, I don't I don't mean to do Nat Phillips down, but, you know, he was expecting to move in in the transfer window just gone. Where was he expecting to move to? Probably, um, you know, a, a, a club lower down in the Premier League. I mean, Liverpool are 10th, but you take the point. Or, or maybe even top-end championship or somewhere abroad. I don't know. But my me, me point is that people are now sort of saying, could Nat Phillips be the saviour for Liverpool? You know, coming in and shoring up the defence and heading everything away that Everton throw at Liverpool on Monday. I mean, <laughs> that's a mad place for Liverpool to be after coming so close to a clean sweep last season. Gareth, just before we let you go, your thoughts on the, the Manchester City investigation? I mean, from a Liverpool perspective, you came so close to City for a number of these titles. Yeah. Uh, these alleged financial charges, I mean, we've heard that the potential punishments that City could face if they are found guilty. What's your take on the whole situation? I mean, look, it's no shock. It would, would be the first thing I said. And, you know, maybe the timing is, but, you know, the, the allegations aren't. Um, you know, it's it sort of, you know, there's a meme, isn't there, of a, a woman falling backwards looking really shocked. And I think that would be the one to sum me up in a sarcastic way. I mean, what... what you know, it's it's no surprise at all. What 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 I would say is that you know I don't like this idea of that we we sort of go backwards and and you know somehow retrospectively awarded titles or anything like that. I wouldn't want that to happen, and I think that's ridiculous. I think you know if City are to be punished for for you know if the charges are held up and and it goes through. You know, punish them then, uh, punish them now. You know, whatever. But but this idea of going backwards and no, not for me because it, it wouldn't be right. And, and and how would you celebrate a title that was years and years ago? You know, now I, I just don't. You know, it was bad enough for me Liverpool winning a title and not being able to be in the ground because of COVID. The idea you just awarded one because you got the most points in that season. You know, it's all a bit Back to the Future for me. You know, if you remember the Back to the Future um, films, if you change one thing, it affects everything in the future. And so obviously if you went back and, you know, Manchester City didn't buy X or Y or, you know, whatever, you didn't spend all this money, 
well, everything would change, wouldn't it? And, you know, Liverpool might not win all those points because, let's be honest, look, Liverpool and Manchester City have pushed each other on, I think, at times. And, you know, one of the reasons that Liverpool have got so many points in the Premier League under Jurgen Klopp is Manchester City. He he took that challenge and ran with it. And I remember him coming out with after an interview once saying, well, maybe we have to go and get 100 points. And I remember at the time thinking, wow. 100 points to win the league. That is absolutely wild. But Jurgen Klopp sort of embraced that. So Manchester City pushed Liverpool on. And yeah, I I wouldn't want that personally. I see a lot of people talking about that. And obviously, ex-Liverpool players, current Liverpool players, you know, coming out and saying, have I won the Premier League in the past and all that. No, it wouldn't be for for me that. Fair enough. Guys, you have a new podcast out. What's it called? Yeah, new challenge. Uh, sorry, new podcast called The Late Challenge. Just out today uh, on YouTube. Bit of football, bit of news, bit of messing about. Uh, so go and have a look at that. It's the Late Challenge Best of luck with the whole thing, Gareth. Great to have you with Cheers, us again. Mate. Thanks Thank a million. You. Cheers. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.